Let's go, guys. All right. All right. <laughs> Today, a geologist, the grand mysteries of life, asks you to sail with us across some troubled waters. A mystery of the ages, a location of fair confusion and clues that lets us peer into another realm beyond our humanity. Join us! This is Something Perplexing Podcast takes a look at the Bermuda Trap. I'm Issa. I'm Patricia. Hmm, I'm Khalidit. Mm-hmm. Khalid, yes. That's when okay. you were... When you were giving your intro, the song, that sailing song by Christopher Cross was playing in my mind. Oh, oh. I love sail that song. Away. No. No. The, the come sail no. away. No. No. Takes me away. Oh, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. I love that one. Do but you guys like Yacht Rock? I do like Yacht Rock. I knew you would say that. I do. I do. Uh, Especially when it's going into a storm. It's like, the best <laughs> That'd be so 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 odd, right? That but it'd be cool though. Would be cool. Party, I don't think you understand. Like SXM, who gonna buy our podcast eventually, right? Mm-hmm. And have mm-hmm. us on SXM. It's literally on Yacht Rock right now. Wow. What's your favorite what Yacht Rock song? Wait, let me let, let me let me no wait. It's actually on the Bob Marley station. I'm looking at popular Yacht Rock songs, and I think Brandy, You're a Fine Girl is my favorite out of all yes. of them. You're a fine girl. You're I love that fine one. Girl. Yeah, that's Ooh, a good one. And it's also about the sea, right? Aft- yeah. Afternoon Delight. Yeah. Hmm. I don't love that song. <laughs> all Night Long by Lionel Richie. That's a Yacht Rock song. I like oh, that for one. Real? I didn't know that one. This um yeah, I love Yacht Rock. Old Yacht Rock. You I guys I have such a good idea. Picture it and then we can jump into that what the actual episode is about because it's not about <laughs> you. Halloween twenty twenty four, Miami Vice. We dress up uh, as Miami Vice people? Like the original Miami Vice, not like the remix. Oh. Like you guys could be the Miami Vice guys. Okay. What are you going to be? Only if I could be Crockett. Is that his name? I forget his name. It just the, the other one, not Don Johnson. And you come in, you come, Crockett. you come in like on a yacht, like, or white, like, uh, like some kind of white 1980 sports car. I don't know them. I was going to say Lamborghini, Ooh. but I don't know if that's accurate. Or like a Corvette. Ooh. Like a Corvette. You guys, you guys okay. got like a fancy car. car. Yeah. you give me a lot to process (laughs) I just have the visual of them on the yacht so then I thought of you guys on a yacht wearing 1980 clothes I have a vision of them on a yacht as it's sinking playing yacht rock oh goodness terror (laughs) in their eyes well there's that as their hair is about to get wet (laughs) oh no no not my hair dude I don't think you understand the impact Don Johnson and that thing had on me. Really? Just in terms of you footwear. Don Johnson? Oh. Just footwear. Oh. He was the first dude I see wearing low cut, like loafers with no socks on. Oh. Oh, I'd love that shit. Oh, and it's kind of gross, but then it have like the ankle socks you could get too. Yeah, you could get the little socks. Yeah, you could do that. Well, you don't know it on. So like I, I start moving with ankle socks, but shit, those loafers are awesome. Mm, they are. He I want to read. He's a good-looking guy. Don Johnson. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll vote that for Don Johnson. He actually yeah. aged well too. Yeah, he looks great. Like oh. great. Because he's like seven hundred years old, dude. He's at least seven hundred years old, and <laughs> I have to say, his daughter <laughs> is my favorite red carpet celebrity in, in, in terms of fashion. I love how she dresses. But should we get to what we're actually going to talk about? No. Who's no. his daughter? Yeah, I'm going to say who's uh, Johnson's daughter. Dakota, Dakota Johnson. Who's oh, Dakota Johnson? shit. Oh. Dakota she, Johnson, dude. She was in um that show with the whips and the shagging. 
She's in Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes, right, but Fifty Shades of Grey. Like a lot of other stuff too. Oh yeah. And, and her mom is um Melanie Griffith. Dude, I, I, I look at that. Mm -hmm. I love Melanie Griffith too, man. Yeah, me too. Yeah, she was great. What's that movie where she's like a prostitute, sex worker? Milk Money. Milk Money. That's no, a good that one. That was a good one. Yeah. Good was one. she a prostitute yeah. in Milk Money? I don't remember. Yeah, wasn't she? Was yeah, she was a sex worker. You nothing wrong with that job? Not at all. Especially no. you know. Yeah. No. You gotta do the shagging and get I the money. Work. Get the money. A lot yeah. of work for the milk. Oh, now we can get to it. Yeah. So, well, what are we talking well, wait, about? Wait, what are we wait, talking wait. about here? What uh, What is the topic today? I'm going to read it because this is actually one of our redos, man. This is an episode that we had taped two years ago, apparently, in 2021. Recorded the episode, lost the episode. Lost it. And we're discussing the Bermuda Triangle. And for us to lose it, it is perplexing. The so perplexing. No. So perplexing. And um, you want to hear my intro Dumb from sounded. two years ago? Yeah. Oh. Sure. It's so convoluted because this is one of the things we try to do to improve the podcast. Um, reduce my super convoluted intros. So yeah. <laughs> it's, I didn't realize we were doing that. Okay. Uh, dude, if you guys forget how <laughs> expansive the intros was at one point, let me give you a reminder. Okay, shoot it out. Give it to us. Today we delve into the idea. That the cloud of enigmatic energy that seems to lurk over houses or forests, small patches of geography, covers in fact an area of 500,000 to 150,000 square miles, depending Whoa. on the account with the classic tree points spanning from Miami, Bermuda, and Puerto Rico. The Something Perplexing podcast is about to take a brief dive into the Bermuda Triangle. From accounts as early as the 1950s with legends spanning years before, over 15 air, 13 sea, and countless unknown curiosities in between the Bermuda Triangles, the area, uh, a realm waiting to build the foundation of our future generation's troops. Or is it a crap load of area where boats and planes en route come, came face to face with the statistics of casual, the statistics of casualty and travel? Wow. You got more? No. You got, oh, I should have told you. I got like four more paragraphs. To I mean, that, that's the episode for today. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. <laughs> you you, you lost it. You lost me at hello. Dude, I lost <laughs> yeah, me at hello. <laughs> How it went from an area of 500,000 to 150,000 square miles, dude. This is why we, we, we couldn't go with this intro way back. Was it we trying? I don't know. I have no idea. There's That's a weird. reason we lost it. <laughs> There's a reason yes. we lose this thing. What's the to... exact the exact location of the Bermuda Triangle though is is interesting and is weird and the theories behind it super weird too. Yeah, uh, the area is from Miami to the southern uh, tip of Florida. Just the tip, right? Just the tip. <laughs> just the tip, of Florida yeah. to to uh, somewhere in Bermuda and Puerto Rico. San Juan, Puerto Rico. San Juan, Puerto Rico. Patty, come with the names. Look at that. Mm, I was hey, used just, to be very prepared for these podcasts. Also. Is it just a tip of San Juan? <laughs> also, no, it just and, says San Juan, Puerto Rico. Okay, and uh, and then and then to Bermuda. Where is it? Like the Bahamas? Bermuda, Bahama. Um, come on, pretty mama. No, Bermuda is not Bahamas. in the Bahamas. Bermuda is its own island. Oh well, there you go. And never right? Yeah, I, I, I would. I guess so. Is it, is it in the um, triangle, though? It's at the tip. Yeah, it's right there in the uh, Lesser Antilles. I heard something about the Lesser Antilles. It's hmm. from Miami Beach. If you're standing in Miami Beach, uh -huh. facing south, it's to the north. <laughs> <laughs> is it in the north? 
ship. It's it's in the Atlantic Ocean. I don't really know how to describe where it is. It's tiny, you guys. Well, Bermuda's tiny. No. Yes, they know. They know where it is. It looks like it looks like a a fishing hook. It's yeah. tiny. Yeah. There you go. It is not near the Bahamas. Yeah, it is not near the Bahamas, just so you know. No. But it's it it has islands in it. Yeah, it's off the coast of Florida. That's like the the, one of the main tips. Off off the coast of Florida. Like it's not near Florida. Uh, Northeast. Northeast. The coordinates is 25 degrees north, 71 degrees west. And you yeah. know, if you get there, you know that you're there if you're lost. So if you're lost, you're there, you know. If you're lost, you're there. Anytime you get lost, you must be in the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, this is the problem. It's 35 miles from Miami. It's far. Oh, don't swim right. there. And do not swim there. <laughs> Apparently, the, 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 the coordinates that I had, I completely misspeak. It vary between 500,000 square miles. To one million five hundred and ten thousand square miles, dude. Mm. For some reason, I was just checking out Bermuda Triangle on on the old good old Google, and up pop popped a band called the Bermuda Triangle Band. Never seen it before. Never heard of it in my any research, whatever. Bermuda this Triangle Band episode. This episode it's is not going well. <laughs> it is going good. We, everything Bermuda Triangle, baby. We'll be selling uh, our, our our memorabilia afterwards. But no, um, this is sorry, horrible. Off the coast. Of <laughs> hope, the, hope the edit button works this time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, listen. But uh, we're talking a mysterious ass some place. Facts? Do you want some facts? Do you want me to give you some facts? Let's go with some facts, and okay. then I'm gonna throw out some some some, some crazy. Some crazy. Okay. And then, I'll try and then a lot I'll, of crazy. And then I'll end it up somewhere where I talk about all the other Bermuda triangles around the world. Thank you. I okay. appreciate that, Colin. All right. So the exact number is unknown, but an average of four planes and 20 boats are said to disappear in the area every year. This is an area that is heavily traveled by cruises and cargo ships. So it actually makes sense that more ships would sink in this area than in less traveled parts of the ocean. Even though it has a nasty reputation, it does not have an irregularly large number of disappearances. Other comparable regions have relatively the same amount of reported incidents. According to the U.S. Coast Guard, the number that go missing in the Bermuda Triangle is the same as anywhere in the world on a percentage basis. The area is prone to tropical storms and hurricanes. I remember like doing the first thing that's like spoilers. That was kind of like everybody assessment at the end of it because yeah, apparently from the, what do you call this thing? The national oceanic and atmospheric administration. Exactly what you say, Patty. There is no evidence that mysterious disappearances occur with any greater frequency in the Bermuda Triangle than any other large, well-traveled area of the ocean. That's not to say that weird stuff is not happening in the Bermuda Triangle, which we'll talk about, because there is weird stuff happening. It's just... It got weird shit. It got weird Weird shit. shit. Weird shit. One more time. Weird shit. Weird shit. Weird shit. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, like it have so much stories, so much ideas. I'm just gonna like bulletproof some some of these theories things that happened. Not not the theories yet, just oh, some just stories. Events. Okay, just yeah, Good some story. events. All right, tell me, me if baby. you guys want me to explore because we're gonna we're gonna bullet point this shit, right? So flight okay. nineteen was a big one. Patty, I know you had more on flight nineteen. Can we right? start before flight nineteen and let's oh. start with fourteen ninety two and Christopher Columbus, just for the Ooh, sake sure. of timeline? Like, timeline, yeah. So in fourteen ninety two, Columbus reported that a flame of fire crashed into the sea one night and that a strange light appeared weeks later. He, this is obviously while he's sailing through the Bermuda Triangle. He also reported wacky compass readings. He said that he witnessed a glowing object coming out of the water and moving up towards the sky. So that was 1492 Christopher Columbus. Goddamn. Then I have 1840. 
a large French vessel called the Rosalie was found in the Bermuda Triangle. The Rosalie was traveling from Hamburg to Havana. The Rosalie was found completely abandoned with the exception of a cat and some birds, including canaries that were close to death as they were starving. What do you think the cat ate? The birds. Rats. I was going to go with the people. The actual oh, ship had fruit. no damage with valuable cargo that included wines, silks, and fruits. Yes, so, what, was, what was the name of this? What was this? This this one take place large, when? 1840. It was a large French vessel called the Rosalie. Okay. R-O-S-A-L-I. Yeah. In 1918, USS Cyclops, it was built for the U.S. Navy to take coal across the ocean in order to refuel naval vessels mid-voyage. In 1918, that year, it was transporting 10,000 tons of ore from Barbados to Baltimore when it disappeared. While some believe that it was the Bermuda Triangle's doing, there were issues with USS Cyclops that were documented during the excursion. It had engine issues, was floating low, and carrying a very heavy load. So that's a bad combination for anybody that wants to sail or navigate the seas. If you have engine issues and you're floating low and you have a very heavy load, turn around, go to the nearest island, and abandon the mission. And it would not have been difficult for rough water to negatively impact the ship it was already struggling so that one is kind of understandable we don't know too much about christopher columbus and the rosalie but the uss cyclops there's some reasoning as to why it happened um in 1925 the ss cotopaxi hope i'm saying that right vanished with 32 crew members the ship is actually discussed in the film close encounters of the third kind where aliens are responsible for the ship's disappearance that's so that's spoiler alert in the film <laughs> the boat is eventually found in the Gobi desert in mongolia which is kind of odd because the ship was traveling from charleston to havana cuba and it was carrying coal and so obviously if you have ever seen a map before you know that mongolia is not between charleston and havana cuba right mm-hmm. uh, this was in 2020. They found the remains of a ship off the coast of St. Augustine that they believed was the USS, the SS, sorry, not USS, the SS Cotopaxi. And then my next one is Flight 19, and I'll let you take over from that because I've been talking way too much. Oh, just to fill well, in no. that. Well, uh-huh. In 1881, there was another ship that. Oh, sorry, Khaled. You should have stopped no. me. Uh-huh. No, no, it's fine. But in 1881, there's a ship called the Ellen Austin. Austin. I, I have that one up now. It's super you interesting, do. man. Right? It's basically they had some. You wanna you wanna read it? But there were basically some men on that ship that found a derelict ship, and they sent people from their ship over to check that ship out, and then that ship disappeared with the people. Where was it going, Khalid? You don't know. No. no. What was it called? Frankly, the Ellen? Ellen, Ellen Austin. Austin. A 210-foot American schooner, a large multi-mass ship weighing over 1,800 tons. Ship was manufactured back in 1854 in Maine. She used to ply between London, Liverpool, and New York over the Fable Triangle. Um, in 1881... One of her London, New York trips, she met with another ship on the way to the Atlantic when it was near the Sargasso, Sargosa Sea. The unknown ship was still moving, although a little aimlessly and erratically. Strangely, this ship had no one on board, but it was still seaworthy. In order to salvage the unnamed ship, the captain of the Ellen Austin sent a prize crew salvage crew on on board that unknown ship when the crew boarded that unknown ship they in fact confirmed there was not a single soul on board however there was no sign of any violence that might have taken place and apparently everybody just disappeared personal belongings food rations everything untouched um the ship was also carrying a cargo of ma- uh, mahogany, which was also intact. 
the captain of the Ellen Austin ordered a salvage crew to guide the ship so they could all sail together to New York. After two days, the two ships got separated by a storm. When the storm subsided, the unknown ship was nowhere to be seen. Several days later, the Ellen Austin could not find the unknown ship, and it again appeared to the Ellen Austin could find the unknown ship and it again appeared to be sailing erratically and strangely like the last time. Again, the entire crew was missing. So that was the salvage crew from the Ellen Austin that was on the Ellen Austin at the time. Ellen Austin, the unknown ship that they find, the ghost ship, it disappeared for two days. They find it again. The salvage crew is gone. Oh. Hmm. Interesting. That's the basic story of the Ellen Austin What's and the, the unknown what ship. What was the year again? Eighteen eighty-one. You said. Yeah, eighty-one. Yeah, apparently so. Eighteen fifty-four. Well, no, that's when it was manufactured. But this event, yeah, it had to be like eighteen eighty. Where? Yeah, eighteen eighty-one. You're right. Yeah. And apparently, in nineteen forty-four, a retired British Navy officer commander by the name of Rupert Gould um, wrote about the Alan Austin in his book, The Stargazing Talks. Then he narrated a sequence of incidents similar to the above and reconfirmed that the unknown ship was actually found again by Alan Austin, but again, like the previous incidents, there was no one on board, and the ship was sailing erratically. The crew vanished. Um... Up to that point, the story was probably correct. However, there's been various other versions that came up narrating a second part of the story, which was unverified and probably fiction. That's why I want to. That's why I want to know the crazy shit. Apparently, the second version is that the captain of the Ellen Austin actually convinced and sent a salvage crew to the ship. In a few days' time, the two ships got separated again due to a squall, and eventually the unknown ship disappeared with all its crew and was never traced again. So they, they didn't even come up with it. It just disappeared the first time. There's no evidence to the second part of the story that is the unknown ship completely disappearing and them missing the crew. Okay. Yeah, that was that was kind of crazy. That's like a ghost ship, right? It was like a ghost ship. Do we do an episode on ghost ships? We did. I think so. We, yeah. we, uh, I remember. I, know, I feel like I, we did. I, I know we do some um some interesting ass shit in the ocean. You know, ghost ships always fascinate, and we went deep into like one ghost ship episode. I remember. Yeah, was that? That was just about ghost ships, or did it? Anyway, who cares? Yeah, hit <laughs> yeah. us up on the Instagram. Let us know if you recall that ghost ship story we had done. But I mean, like <laughs> the actual cause, uh, uh, all this mystery. That's the interesting thing. The crazy parts of it. Apparently, it have like. You guys want to hear some crazy theories? No, I have a good story I want to share before you go into theories. Did you do like, or do you want to do the theories now and then go into the new? No, no, no. Lay lay heavy stories first. But did you want to say the flight nineteen one? Because the story I want to share is from nineteen seventy one. It's the story that really convinced me that something shady is happening here. Ooh, I love shit that convinces you of shit. Because you know I'm a skeptic. I know you do. You do fall for shit quick. You don't. No, she don't. No, but the, the I, flight I nineteen. Shit super quick. Yeah, go ahead. With the, the flight, flight 19. nineteen is is pretty. You know, everybody can know study that one, right? The the airplanes that took off from I think is it Fort Lauderdale Airport. Is it Fort Lauderdale? Yes. Mm-hmm. And they were flying out over the sea, and then they disappeared. They they said they were reporting seeing stars, and they couldn't find land. They got lost out there, and then they sent a search party out there to find them. And that search party ended up missing also. So 27 people disappeared in total. Yeah, over in one day. Yeah, that's crazy. Crazy. So, yeah, that's the short version. It's a crazy, long story, but you know, and nobody's found the planes yet. Nobody knows where the planes went. Did their machinery malfunction? What it is, nobody knows. Yeah. 
So the story that kind of convinced me, and I don't know if you guys are going to remember from when we initially did this episode, but seeing how you can't even remember if we did a ghost ship episode, something tells me you're not going to remember this. So in 1971, the USS John F. Kennedy was returning to Norfolk, Virginia after a two-week exercise in the Caribbean. There is alleged testimony from a man named Jim Koff, K-O-P-F, that describes the incident that I'm about to describe. You can find this online. I couldn't find information that said what month or even season this took place, but he does say that the whole event started taking place at 8.30 p.m. So I don't know if it was December, January, February, March, April, whatever. It was 8.30 p.m. Jim was working in the communications center when he noticed that the teletypes were printing out what he described as garbage. Do you know what a teletype is? Like no a typewriter? It's you like tell a, them that read Morse code? It's like a thing in the... It allows, it looks like, looks like a typewriter, truthfully, but it sends messages. It's a communications device that allows operators to send and receive text-based messages. Okay. So he said that the, the, the ship's teletype started sending out garbage messages. He walked over to the intercom to let the control center know that they were ish experiencing issues. That's when he was told that all the communication equipment was malfunctioning. The six men in the communication center then heard someone loudly yell, there is something hovering over the ship. Shortly after that, someone else is heard saying, it is God. It's the end of the world. Obviously, this alarmed the men in the communications room, so they all went out to see what was going on. When they looked up, they say... You're going to love this, Issa. A large yellow orange glowing sphere was floating over the ship. Yes. Shortly, shortly yes. after that. And there's like testimony of this, like real testimony of this. Shortly after that, battle station alerts went off. So they rushed back to the communications room. After that, really not a lot happened. And after about 20 minutes, the communications machine started working correctly again. Remind me what he is. 1971. Hmm, okay. Others on the ship allegedly told James that there were strange incidents in their stations during the event. A man who worked in the combat information center told them that all the radar screens were glowing, while someone who worked on the navigation bridge told them that the compasses had all gone crazy. You know what they say about compasses and aliens. Hmm. Day <laughs> days they later. They don't like them. They fuck them up. They don't like days, them. days later, a captain via closed circuit TV said, I would like to remind the crew that certain events that take place aboard a naval com combatant ship are classified and are not to be discussed with anyone without a need to know. Hmm. Sounds like UFOs. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's very UFO-like, right? How big is that ship? That that one that would uh Patty was talking about is that like all ships are picturing like super huge shipping like vehicles. It depends on what picture you're looking at. You know, some of them are small. In person, they're pretty large. I have no idea. <laughs> the USS John F. Kennedy, let's see how big it was. Ooh. I don't have it in my notes, but to be fair, and I know I did look that stuff up, but to be fair, I think it was pretty big, though. Oh, yeah, it's huge. Um, USS JFK. Yeah, that's like a huge warship huge. looking thing, dude. Huge, uh, yeah. It's a, yeah. That's like one of those. Um, Bro, that's one of those it's things from Top Gun, carrier. dude. Yeah, that's like an aircraft carrier. carrier. It ain't got nothing bigger and more powerful than those no, ships, no. dude. Right? Those are no. pretty damn big. Yeah, shit, it's big. Like, Holy uh, crap. 1,052 1, feet. Uh, wow. Long? Length? That's some right. Top Gun shit right there. Yeah. That is some Top Gun shit right there. Thousand feet doesn't seem long, but I, it is pretty long. I'm gonna go outside and measure that. With I think feet. you should. I will. Dude, you can imagine being on that. It's completely still because of that huge, right? But then you looking out and you seeing a ship almost the size of the entire 
ship that you want. How that even possible? And you think it would have hundreds upon hundreds of people that had manned that ship in the 70s. Most of yeah. them still alive. All of them, given that brief, they'll be talking about this shit. I wonder if this is like one of those alien disclosure things that people had like um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. revealed to be true in the big um, thing that happened a couple of years ago when they like, <clears throat> remember, like a couple of years ago when they disclosed all the UFO shit? Mm-hmm. I wonder if this is one of these stories they had disclosed. You Ooh. can actually find YouTube videos of him talking about, about Officer James Cross talking about it. There's videos online that you can see. I was trying to see if he's still alive. This video is from five years ago. James Cox? James Cough. K-O-P-F. And I remember, now that I'm looking at this, I remember watching these videos when we did this, and I feel like he seemed believable. I don't know. Your intuition says he is believable. I My feel... witchy intuition say he say yeah, he's truthful. <laughs> I just feel like when it have like a bunch of soldiers reporting something like this, they ain't got nothing to gain from this shit, man. No. They sure. super confused. They super blown away by seeing some crazy ass shit. Mm-hmm. And they just want to say, hey, I see this crazy ass shit, man. It 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 went down. It have like nobody making any money from this shit. Yeah. Oh. Believable, definitely believable. Yeah, believable. Was... One other oh sorry, Khaled. No, no, and that was in the Bermuda Triangle that, that happened. In the Bermuda Triangle. And yeah. then there was another story that I didn't have notes about, but I did very minor research when we figured out we were gonna do this again. And the story that I remember, you guys are gonna remember it. It's recent. It's the two 14-year-old boys that went fishing. Oh, yeah. And they, yeah, it was in 2015. They didn't find any. Oh, that's super recent, dude. Yeah, Yeah. it was these, it was off Florida. It was two 14 year olds. They went together on a fishing trip on July 24, July 24th, 2015, in Tequesta, Tequesta, Florida. Um, And so they were avid fishers. These were kids that I guess grew up on the water and they, uh, were allowed to go by their parents under, I guess, the condition that they were going to check in with their parents a lot. They did find the boat, right? I think they found the boat. I'm trying to remember. Let me see. The boys went missing. It says the boys went missing. It was a 19-foot single-engine fishing boat. The boys went missing during a burst of bad weather. The boat apparently capsized nearly 70 miles of the coast of the Ponce Leon Inlet, and the two boys remain missing. But what about the boat? Oh, dude. Yeah. The discovery of the boat, but not the teens, left many worried and wondering about the boys' well-being. Yeah. Mm, that doesn't sound like Bermuda Triangle-ish. It sounds like they drowned, possibly. Well, definitely, but it wasn't the Bermuda Triangle. No. I mean, but it yeah, was sad. Very sad, sad, definitely. And they never find any bodies or anything like that. They still haven't found the bodies. And was the boat upright? Was the next question. You know, like was it intact? It capsized. Did they find the capsized boat? I think they, they found, found the, the boat. boat right? They found the empty. boat, but not the yeah. boys. Yeah. Man, dude, that sucks. Yeah. Thanks. They said any like heavily trafficked area, like you were saying before, Patty. Or is there any heavily trafficked area they're gonna have some some losses? Yeah. The sad thing, the sad thing about I mean, not the sad thing, it's terrible. All of it is terrible. But I think what adds like an additional element of like just so terrible is that you don't that they're gone and you don't know like just the horrors of being a parent or anybody or partner or whatever and not ever being able to bury your child or see that process. I don't know. To me, just thinking like, oh, they're still in the ocean. Their bones are still Mm -hmm. laying in the bottom of the ocean somewhere. It's just so terrible. Yeah, the whole idea just disappearing. That's always the creepiest, weirdest thing. Yeah. Like, I always see those shows where people disappear and people, like, it seems like they usually come to terms with that the person is probably gone but they still want the person's remains so that they could put them 
to rest in the way that their religion or their beliefs deem appropriate, you know? So that's so sad when that happens. That disappearing yeah, thing. Ooh-wee. You know, um, it had this show that was super into like, um, I was super into, it was on Netflix, right? I don't know if you guys catch this. Khalid, I know you catch it. I didn't know if you had watched it. Manifest? I've no. seen a couple episodes of that, yeah. I think you you guys have season. mentioned it before, right? Mm-hmm. It was oh, so wait. good, dude. I think it I started it. Did I start the show? Were they in an airplane in the beginning? Yes. Yeah. So their, their story, I and I don't it. know if it was like in the Bermuda Triangle. I think it was, but they basically disappear. It went through a light. Land the plane, show up like 25 after 25 years later, 10 years oh, later, or something right. like that. Yeah, that was the whole premise. And they like they, they had no idea the time even changed, you know. Yeah, yeah. And this one main girl, her her fiance married her best friend. She's like, What the fuck? We're just gonna get married. Yeah, it happened, you know. Yeah, not all cool, drama. fiance, not cool, right? Not cool, not cool at all. Shh. Drama. Yeah, a lot of drama. Happen. A lot of drama. The um dude, if you Issa, if you this happened to you and you were 25 years gone and you come back and Faye is remarried, would you be mad? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you think she's just like gonna lock up shop. I think she got a lock up shop. Okay. Got well. re- retire. Um, you gotta retire it. Retire bum bums, pieces, bits and pieces, everything. Retire, dude. <laughs> if you, if Lewis, ask Lewis that, dude. If you went, dis- he went stepped out to the store, but Lewis, <laughs> like would never, Lewis would never remarry if I disappeared. He got like, exactly, dude. He got lock up the nook nooks. Got lock it up. Got <laughs> like, it up. put that shit out to pasta. Retired. But I would, I would want him to remarry so that my cats can have a good mother, you know. Oh, okay. uh, as long as there, it's know. a good cat mom. If it's an evil cat mom, I'd be pissed. He got, he got retired. He nooks, so I don't know. The nooks. Okay, well, there's that. You gotta retire it. You gotta retire it. <laughs> it have like so much weird shit, like. Uh, I really kind of lean in towards the fact that this is just like a heavily trafficked area that in the um, more. in the midst of like our, our our Western world, right? So who have like the most media, the most stories, the most storytelling shit? It's like our our area, right? So shit disappear. They they have like so much different ideas. Let me throw out some. Um, yeah, let's do it. This is what yeah. I was waiting yeah. for. So this is like Chat GPT helped me with this one. Okay. So Chat GPT wasn't around two years ago, right? No, thank God. And and you know what's <laughs> crazy, dude? It was like so much questions to ask to get this list of like 15 things because it refused to mention the fact that it was crazy. I was like, some some theories on the Bermuda. We well, I'm not gonna discuss that because it's all bullshit. Such chat GPT. And then oh, I was righteous. like, come on, just mention why, some of the bullshit that's why stuff. I go to Reddit, not chat GPT. It's like you had to I like to fry this information out. Reddit oh, loves yeah. the Smithsonian has good information too. <laughs> what did you say? I'm sorry. I was paying attention to cut No, you had to like beg chat GPT for this for this info, dude. You won't find me begging any fucking robots for shit. <laughs> I think it's our overlords if they want me to do something. Well, it'll be your overlord. It's not my overlord. <laughs> I know what I'm saying. It's, it's, it, they overlord and shit soon enough. Oh, my goodness. Outside okay. of all these stories, though, some some, the some of the theories. Some of the theories. If you guys want, like, an expansion on these theories, let me know. Because mm-hmm. not all alien-based, dude. I know. Atlantis connections. Yep. Mm-hmm. Apparently, some people have like a, a connection between the Bermuda Triangle and the mythical lost city of Atlantis being somewhere under there. Other one. 
on you want me to expand? You want me to expand yeah. on that? Yeah, yeah if you had like to expand on it. I Go do, ahead. and I did not use ChatGPT. Writer Charles Berlitz wrote a book that suggested that the lost city of Atlantis was in the Bermuda Triangle and that, quote, crystal energies, unquote, would sink ships and planes. Mm-hmm. Goddamn, okay. Put that information into ChatGPT so she knows for next time. Well, like, she, she's listening to us right now, so she's gonna she have is. it. Yes, yeah, have it. You definitely so wrote, have it available. So the guy wrote a fiction piece. All right, that's cool. I don't think it was right, 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 right. Charles Berlitz, and just let's see what who was Charles Berlitz. He was an American teacher and writer. Okay, sorry, it's oh. not. Go ahead. No, no, the underwater city of Bimini. Apparently, uh, claims propose the existence of, of a submerged city near Bimini in the Bahamas, linking oh. it to the Bermuda Triangle. I don't know if that the underwater city of Bimini, I think, could, like some people might like translate it into Atlantis. Yeah, so I think it like go hand mm. in hand. This one, I think, we kind of just mentioned it: time warps and vortexes and portals. Right. Claims exactly. propose the presence of time warps or vortex uh, vortexes in the Bermuda Triangle, causing disruptions in space time. Okay. okay. Interesting. Alien bases. Of course. Yeah. Some theories suggest the extraterrestrial beings have an established bases or portals in the Bermuda Triangle. Electromagnetic anomalies. Um, while they are it's legitimate, yeah, they fucking really the compass, man. While mm-hmm. there's legit magnetic anomalies in the area, some theories exaggerate these phenomena. Well, ChatGPT always gotta put shit down, but is real, is real people. Pyramid power. What's that? You guys ever hear pyramid power? Some theories mm-hmm. propose the Some existence of race? underwater pyramids. <laughs> no. Huh. Underwater mm-hmm. pyramids in the Bermuda Triangle. Uh, yeah. Apparently, those pyramids would contribute to mysterious energies or fo- fo- uh, forces around these structures, pulling ships and making shit disappear. Pyramids under the water in the Bermuda Triangle, doing shit. Hmm. Well, there is underwater pyramids. There were some discovered near Portugal. Ooh. That's what I'm finding. They're cool looking. Anyway, sorry. No, no, no. Jump in any time with like to expand on this shit. Are those man-made this one or is... made natural made pyramids? Looks man-made. Hmm, interesting. Oh, yeah, it's man-made or man-made. alien-made. Okay. Or alien made. Yeah. This is one of my favorites. And I, we should do like a whole episode on this. Mm-hmm. Sea monsters and giant squids. Mm. Oh, we should do an episode. Definitely giant squids are a danger to boats. Um and sea monsters. Mm-hmm. And mermaids. We've heard we've heard about mermaids. Well, we do mermaids. Parents. That was our first episode of this thing. And yeah, I'm gonna come back on and do another episode with us soon. Good. Methane hydrate explosions. What does Ooh, that mean? I heard about that. Apparently, methane hydrate eruptions from the ocean floor could cause like sudden oh, okay. explosions from the floor bottom that would just like pull the ship in, just like destroy ships in a one. That's an example that they had uh, for the loss of the, the Cyclops. They have a, a school out here in Miami called UM. They have an entire center where they have waves, uh, a big pool area where they uh, do hurricane testing, ship testing. So they did testing on the Cyclops. They made a little model of the Cyclops and showed what cool. rogue waves can do. Rogue waves are like 100-foot waves or for our European friends, 30.5 meters, you know, waves. They'll just, like, it just happens all of a sudden could kill a ship but those methane bubbles is like a pocket of air so that pocket of air goes under a ship and it pops the ship just falls into the ocean and gets swallowed up so no that methane bubble pops you you get that there was no distress calls from that ship or anything going on 
So, you know, that, that um the Cyclops. So that was a theory behind why it got lost. Methane bubble. Ooh, we need to see that in a movie, dude. Like, uh, like I never, like I could see it in my head, but you're talking about like a big it. air bubble basin under a ship and the whole ship just like falling. Falls right in. Yeah. Like 50 feet. The yeah, whole height of the ship in like two seconds flat. And then after the base, it just covered in, in water. The yep. ship wouldn't pop back up though, dude. Uh-uh. I mean, uh, not... water gets on top, you down. On... And that, that ship, that Cyclops ship, that four sister ships, all, all four sank. Two of them were by you, you know, being hit by um, torpedoes or they sank for some reason. But they have some design design flaws in those ships. I think it was tall too, so I don't know. But um, yeah, methane bubbles, like you mentioned, that was interesting. Hmm. Parallel universes. Parallel universes, okay. So okay. apparently the Bermuda Triangle is like a big on a, a a big gateway into parallel universes. So a lot of people disappearing into the parallel universes. The, the weird thing about that one is like I feel nobody ever come back from the parallel universe. It's like a one-way trip. It's you weird. think it's because they don't want to or because they can't? I always get the impression that they can't. At least that's my first impression of, of somebody sinking into a parallel universe. But I feel like, yeah, if it was like super awesome and you could eat all the burgers you want and not gain weight and, you know, milkshakes and crack for dinner, <laughs> no repercussions. Oh, yeah. Interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering about that theory. Has has anybody ever gone the other way? Have we ever had any people saying, hey, I'm from another, I'm from a parallel universe. I'm stuck in your universe. Has there been anybody like that? The opposite direction? I'm sure yes. there has been. <laughs> I should, I should. Yes, we, we, we talk about this dude already on our episode. And it was this guy from Europe. He had like no um ID, no passport. They had find him in the airport. He was describing all his shit that went down. Like, What's that? It, it, dude, I so forget his name, but it was this one particular example that stand out, and we had discussed it already, and the guy had, like, it wasn't from the future, it wasn't from the past, it was just a different description of the Earth. It was, mm-hmm. like, a different government. His passport mm-hmm. was, was it was a passport, but it was different. The name of the country he was from, it was a different name. He apparently talk English, but you know, everything was just like askew. Like he had come from, you know, coffee cup. That was the name of the country. And he had like his passport stamped with coffee cup. We talked you know? about this. On some... I do not remember yeah. this at all. Way, way back. Way this was like an early episode too. It was Canadian, huh. bro. It was Canadian. That's all it is. It's a different country, different world. Bro. No, no, it was like the dude was from a parallel universe. And then <laughs> it was like a, a scene, right? Yeah. So they have it documented. He had his weird passport. They arrest him, dude, because they couldn't verify particularly where he was from. Well, they didn't arrest him. It was kind of like a house arrest kind of thing. So they, he had nowhere to go. He had no home. He had nobody who, you know, he was familiar with. They him in a hotel, right? They lock in the hotel. Do disappear from the hotel when they come to check on him the day after, and he was just gone, hmm. never to be found again. Back to his dimension, back to his dimension, I think. And because mm. he come into our shit and was like, I do not want you said, to stay here. Fuck this place, <laughs> fuck this place. You guys are really, <laughs> really, really, it's got issues. It got issues. Mm-hmm. I am going back. Okay. Yeah. What's the other ones? Ancient okay. technology. Apparently, mm. uh, speculation surrounds the notion that advanced, like the first, the first iPhone. Like the first iPhone is somewhere there. <laughs> well, I think this whole thing, the whole ancient technology, is the idea that Atlantis had like this, um, you know, advanced technology in it, and it was, it was there. This is a big one, right? Because like I'd find this website um from this guy and we'll have like the links for you guys to check it out, but it was this dude his name was not Colonel 
Colonel Frank Flynn was not the same dude, but this guy, Bruce uh, Gernon, right? G-E-R-N-O-N. Now, he's selling some books and shit like that, too. But what he described is this next point, because it was so interesting. And apparently, a lot of people had like accounts like it. Paul Vance in 2001. Guys could read all the details. But electromagnetic fog. Hmm. Apparently, they had got caught in this mysterious electromagnetic fog. It interfered with the navigational equipment. Now, when they described the actual fog itself, it was super interesting because the fog was basically like following the ship. And this is all in relation to people who was flying true, not boats, right? But they would see the top of the fog. They would get into it. They wouldn't see lightning like in terms of sticks of lightning. It would just have like these weird flashes of white light. They would see like little vortices and little tunnels in the clouds. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. So, Hmm. and then look, look, look how she repeated herself, old chat GPT, which I don't mind, overlord, but lost technology from Atlantis. So in terms of the Atlantis connection, some of the technology there, because it's underwater, it's still causing disruptions and issues with the people that flying over it or to the top head. Um, <laughs> we have like another name for what we had just talked about with the methane thing. They call it oceanic flatulence. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Apparently, the unusual theories uh, attributes the Bermuda's Triangle phenomenon to massive bubbles of underwater gas rising to the surface, disrupting ships and planes. Yeah. Quantum entanglement. Oh, is that like when Jada Pinkett Smith talks too much? (laughs) And the Earth responds by fucking up shit in the Bermuda Triangle. (laughs) Just like listening. I just want to hear you. I just want (laughs) to... I just want to oh hear you talk. Oh my god, she talks so much. It's exhausting. He is, dude, he is <laughs> tough, bro. He is super tough. Dude. <laughs> I, I, res- I respect the slap now. I understand it. Do you? I don't. It makes him I look don't. worse, in my opinion. <laughs> so confusing, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's so confusing. Oh, it's That's lie. like a whole perplexing thing by itself. Like, I don't know. You can't, yeah, you can't be talking about your mom, dude. You should just do an episode of the slap. She's just too much. The sl- and the- they could be titled The Slap. All the people lost in the Bermuda Triangle heard that slap. They're like, what the Boom. hell? Yeah. That's why I'm not coming back. No, nope. <laughs> we'll stay right here. Oh, uh, my goodness. Government uh-huh. experiments and cover-ups. Yeah, I can see that happening. Secret government experiments or activities in the triangle that led to the disappearance of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That seems like a lot. What, what, what I heard about it was that there was some magnetic variations that are different in the Bermuda Triangle. Like all your magnetic compasses yeah. point to the magnetic north. But when you get into the Bermuda Triangle, you have to make some accommodations for it because it points to true north, but I don't, I don't know where true north is. I didn't research that part, but it's somewhere else. So hmm. you have to take into consideration that and adjust for it. It's something hmm. called, I forget the name of it, but there's some kind of adjustment you have to make for it. But when I was doing the research on it, I, I wanted to see, are there any other places around the world that have this? And do you know how many other places have the same magnetic issues like the Bermuda Triangle? Mm-mm. How many? Eleven altogether. Wait, wait, before it could be uh-huh. more. Yeah. Before before you jump into those eleven things, because mm-hmm. I, I want to see if it have. This is like the last couple ones, right? Oh, In terms okay. of like different theories. Ancient curse or supernatural forces. I don't think we mentioned that. So apparently, an ancient curse in the Bermuda Triangle caused it to have like supernatural shit going on. Um. Two more I'm going to mention real quick. Ocean floor crystals. 
Apparently, rare crystals on the ocean floor in the Bermuda Triangle emit emit energy f- fields affecting navigational equipment. Okay. And then, uh, somatic C Y M A T I C somatic resonance. Oh, apparently, of course. Yeah. This theory suggests that certain sound frequencies in the Bermuda Triangle create resonances that affect the structural integrity of ships and aircraft. All of this shit debunked by science, by the way. Anyway, so now you're saying that this these things that lead to all the mystery of the Bermuda Triangle, it have like at least 11 other spots like it. Yeah, so 12 altogether, and they have there was this guy named Ivan T. Sanderson, and he's from the 1950s, 1960s. He wrote an article. He traveled around the world looking for these spots where they have these magnetic anomalies. And he found six above the equator, six below the equator. All right. So the first one that we know of and we count it as number one is the Bermuda Triangle. Right. So we know all about the Bermuda Triangle. The second one he mentioned was the Algerian megaliths. And this is in uh ancient civilization called the, the Zing Empire. And they're located in the uh, Sahara Desert. And that's another area where compass compasses spin. They have electrical issues with machinery. Yeah, it's a... All right. So this is like not even in the ocean. This is no, like in a desert. Yeah. But I'm technically it could have been ocean at one point it could have been yeah there's any desert right was that underwater i think it i may don't have know been. but they have an ancient civilization yeah. these big megalith buildings that compounds that are out there and though they say those have the same type of you know readings as the bermuda triangle so that's one that's number two number three is the mojave mojave mm. You're saying it right. Mo- no, that's Mojave Desert. Mojandaro uh-huh. is in Pakistan. Some oh, another megalithic building. I didn't do too much research on that. The, the fourth one was interesting. It's called the Dragon's Triangle. Guess where that is? Uh, China. Closer. Uh, India. No. no. Dragons. Uh, Japan. Japan, Japan. Uh, oh, the coast okay. of Japan. It's called. I was thinking Devil of Game of Thrones. I was like, "Where's Game of Thrones?" Debate? <laughs> <laughs> <It's> on HBO. <laughs> so, uh, um, <laughs> the geography of Game of Thrones. Where's Where's the main Game of Thrones country located? Hmm. Hobo. <laughs> Hobo. Um. So, dude, Dragon's Triangle, also called the Devil's Sea, it's it's the Japanese Atlantis because in that area. Underwater, there's an entire city off the coast of Japan, a sunken city that they found. So we got to do an episode on that probably. Because yeah, should Japanese... do sunken cities for sure. Yeah, that would be cool. But but there's an entire city there that they found. And they're saying that, you know, that's their version of their, their Atlantis. And um, Japanese authorities are kind of forbid people from diving there because it's dangerous. Again, it's a heavily trafficked area. A lot of ships sink, a lot of ships disappear because it's just, and it's, and it's Japan, dude. They have like rogue waves, they have uh, tsunamis out there, a lot of crazy things. Um, the fifth one is off in Hawaii in the Rings of Fire. Um, it's a volcano, Hamakalui. I, mm. I said the name wrong completely, I, I'm sure, but it's a no. volcano that Beautiful they. Beautiful enunciation. Well, thank you, thank you. I just made up the ending of it, but um. It's it's in the ring of fire, the, and they've noticed a lot of electric electric activities going on in that area. Um, the sixth one they mentioned was Easter Island, and you know where that okay. is. They have these big mm-hmm. uh, big statues out there. Uh, the seventh is the South Atlantic Anomaly, which is interesting. It's an area in the ocean that satellites cannot penetrate. They can't really see what's under there, although you can be there. It's a, a lot of um, uh, natural radiation in that area. They say when when astronauts look down on it, they hallucinate. I didn't do much research on it, but that's what that, they Oh, it's so interesting as all hell, dude. What are so, you yeah. talking about right yeah. now? 
South Atlantic Anomaly. Check it out. It's Earth. It's it's Earth's uh, natural radiation <laughs> flowing out of control, basically. And uh, it's off the coast of South America, and it's where the magnetic field is the weakest in Earth. So satellites wow. have a hard time penetrating that area, and and picturing it, I guess. So well, we need to go and uh, do some more research on that. So South Atlantic Anomaly is number seven. Number eight mm. is great. Never heard of that. I'm yeah, sorry. Right? Me, me either. It's Never heard of that one before, but we, sh we should check that out. You know, there's so many things you haven't seen before, heard before, but it's, it's, it's this up. we'll get to it. Number eight is the great Zimbabwe. Um, again, it's a, another big structure that built that was built out in Zimbabwe and the people are missing that were, that built it. They don't know who built it. I'm, I'm pretty sure there is Zimbabwean people, hmm. but I, I don't know. Um, again, they're saying that there's a magnetic anomaly in that area. Um, the ninth is the Ward on Basin. Off the, oh, the West, uh, something. All right. It's off the coast of uh, Western Australia. It's like a triangle out there on the West of Australia. And then the uh, on the East of Australia, there's another triangle that they mention. Loyalty Islands. I don't know. That ship's missing out there. Strange activities. Whirlpools. There's actually have whirlpools out there that they've seen on the eastern side of Australia. And then the 10th and 11th, or 11th and 12th are the North Pole and the South Pole. So oh, okay. Sounds like a lot of shit going on out there. People. Which one would you like to go visit? I want to go to Australia, so the Australia. Australia scares me. I always wanted to go out there myself. It is scary, right? It is. It's not what this... Dundee cracked it up to be. No. Mm -mm. This South Atlantic anomaly thing is yeah. fascinating to me. Yeah, it's really interesting. Right? Apparently, mm -hmm. the international. I looked it up too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you look it up, right? The International Space Station actually, the Hubble telescope does not take observations while passing through the SAA. Passing through the anomaly, um, anomaly caused false alarms on Skylab Apollo telescope's mount um, and the sensor it had on it. Astronauts are also affected by the region, which is said to be the cause of peculiar shooting stars seen in the visual fields of astronauts. Hmm. What the fuck is going on over there, dude? Alien bases hiding out in that area. That's what it has to be. I'm thinking natural I mean, radiation. Hmm. I think you're on to something, Khalid. Mm -hmm. And apparently it's not like a big route, right? A big uh, parade route that people run through. So, you know, mm -hmm. I guess it wouldn't have as much um, ships moving through there to get like more stories. So let's say the Bermuda Triangle is like a direct route, you know, between different regions. They'll have like 10,000 ships that pass through there in the last 20 years. But this place probably had like, probably like much less. I, I want to say a quarter of that number. But I'm just making up numbers right now. So who knows? Hmm. But yeah. That's interesting, dude. And, so what do you think? Closing thoughts about the Bermuda Triangle. What are you thinking? Oh, man. I mean, I think weird shit happens everywhere in the world. Like, I don't think it's... I was looking it up, which in the past year, which bodies of water have the most shipwrecks. And definitely the Atlantic Ocean is number one. But I think it's just because of the travel. So definitely, I don't think there's anything going on, particularly in the Bermuda Triangle that is causing these things i just think fucked up shit happens everywhere especially in the ocean right ocean is scary man that's scary dude mm -hmm. scary what are you thinking buddy i'm thinking i can't even use a compass on a regular land <laughs> so my ass is lost out there for sure i can't swim you know uh, i can't use a compass correctly uh, so stay out of the ocean, Khalil. Yeah, stay, I'm stay out of the ocean. I don't want to get lost. So, you know, 
stay out of there. Yeah. Uh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get lost in a normal situation. So no. I, what What's going on out there? Uh, like Patty, it's a heavily traveled area. I think. And yeah. I, I'm feeling the magnetic issue that maybe maybe there's a big ass comet under there that has a strong magnetic ma- magnet that just, just fucks things up and screws people's you know instruments out of makes them go out of whack I, I don't know yeah could be something I think it has something I think it has oh. something oh uh, yeah I don't know if it alien based but I think it have like something under the ocean that mysterious and creepy and doing shit <gasps> Spongebob? Maybe. <laughs> He's not creepy. He's adorable. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, he is. I think so, too. I love I him. I think so, too. <laughs> and with that, I think we're going to catch you guys on the next one. Hasta luego. See you. Bon voyage. <laughs> bon voyage.